We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Jesse, are you ready for rapid fire? Let's get this rapid fire rapiding. All right, we got to do it because Jesse's got to get out a little bit early tonight. Heisman Trophy finalists announced yesterday. And once again, Notre Dame has not sniffed getting a player into the final group. So on a scale of 1 to 10, what are the chances you give Notre Dame to have a Heisman Trophy finalist, a finalist, within the next six years? Uh, I'm going to give it a three out of 10. I I'm not super confident and I'll tell you why the award should honestly be changed to the best quarterback in college football, because that's really all that comes down to. So then my confidence is rated on how soon can Notre Dame get a legit quarterback? How soon can they get that quarterback winning? How soon can Tommy Reese cook up an offense that really allows this quarterback to cook it to their best abilities? And I just think that's a lot to happen in a span of six years. And so I think that there's a chance, but not too great of a chance. So I'm going to sit around a three or a four. And I'd like to say it's criminal that someone like Blake Corum, Bijan Robinson didn't get their name on there. I just, I, I didn't like seeing four quarterbacks. And I especially didn't like the fact uh, that Stetson Bennett was on there. My man from Tennessee had a way better season. Um, and essentially they said, okay, you got hurt one game. You're, you're no longer a Heisman finalist. So right. again, I just, I, I'm really frustrated with how the Heisman turned out this year. And again, it should just be the best quarterback because that's who ultimately gets it every year for the last 10 years. It feels like. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, I, I know Ingram didn't get it within the last 10 years, but Mark Ingram and Derrick Henry, you know, they might beg to differ, but still it's like be a quarterback or be a running back for Alabama. That's essentially <laughs> what gets you in there seriously I, I i i'm gonna i'm gonna go much higher than you i'm gonna give this a seven and the question was scale of one to ten the chances we give notre dame to have a heisman finalist within the next six years i i'm gonna say seven because with all this talent they're pulling in and that includes at the quarterback position if you're the notre dame quarterback just ask brady quinn you know finished third and he finished fourth in consecutive years in the heisman voting if you're if you're the Notre Dame quarterback and you have a big year and your team is doing well, you're going to have a really good chance. And the recruiting, the, the recruiting is on the right the quarterback position. So I'm I'm much more bullish on this. Manti, of course, was their last finalist. That's already been 10 years ago, and that was a complete, you know, one-off type season that a linebacker would ever get that. He won practically every other award, but 
I think they're going to have a chance because of the place that, that the recruiting is in, including at the quarterback position, which obviously, as you just outlined, is very important to be a good quarterback on a good team if you're going to win the Heisman. Stymie says six years, seven is fair, but that bias is real. <laughs> well, I mean, six years puts you 16 years out since Manti Teo was a Heisman finalist, right? And it took Manti, what, like, what did it end up being? Something like 18 years or something like that in between him and and uh, Rocket, you know, when Rocket was, was runner-up to Ty Detmer. So, I mean... 16 years that you know so we're not that far off I, you know that that kind of plays the odds like that they should at least have a finalist in there someplace okay well okay stymie says the anti notre dame bias okay <laughs> I, got I, got I think it works the other way though when you start you know with the big awards and stuff like that you're notre dame and you have a big enough year and and you're successful i think it'll work in their favor actually We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So, Jesse, the Dallas Cowboys, as you know, call the Zeke Elliott-Tony Pollard running back combo the sword and the sledgehammer. So what should we call the Notre Dame trio of Audric Estime, Chris Tyree, and Logan Diggs? They don't have a catchy name. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with, you know, uh, so Estime is is the mini bus. Um, I like to I like to think of Chris Tyree as the, the Swiss Army knife because he can okay. do – all things, you know, he can catch, he can run, he can, he can return. He can do anything that you really ask him to do that involves being fast and open space. So I'm going to give him that, that, that title. And the one I really struggled with was, was Logan Diggs because I, you know, I, I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't decide what to do. And this is going to sound real cliche. Uh, but I, I like to call him just the dig man because he can dig down into those holes and, and get out of them. You know, I, I think that that's his best talent is he hits the hole and he finds a way to dig out of the hole. And, you know, he, he's good at getting to that second level and getting past the second level. So that was the kind of the three I went with. I didn't think of it as 
how can we, you know, I like the A gappers because that is like that encapsulates everyone. Pretty good. Uh, but I looked at it more They're of a separate. that A gap. Yeah, so I, I had the mini bus, the Swiss Army knife, and the dig man. I know those yeah. aren't great, but I tried my best. I'm not a really creative person. That's why. So I, this might be I a dated math. reference, and I don't, I don't know if you'll get it right away. But I, you know, the the thing that popped into my mind: planes, trains, and automobiles. Because okay. <laughs> you know, have you ever heard of the movie Planes, yeah. Trains, and Automobiles? Big, you know, like '80s Steve Martin, John Candy, classic you know, get, you know, holiday movie and all that stuff, you know, planes, Chris Tyree, he's fast as a jet, you know, so he's, he's like the plane in this equation, trains, Audrey Estime, he's the locomotive and then automobiles because Diggs is, you know, like I, I get what you're saying about Tyree being the Swiss army knife, but you know, Diggs is sort of a combo of the two of them. He's got some power, but he's also right. got a little wiggle to him, you know, some moves and stuff like that. So he can do a little bit of everything. So I'm, I, I went planes, trains, and, and automobiles. I like that, that one a lot better. I like Stymie's jab, hook, and uppercut as well. Jab, that's hook, pretty, uppercut. I like that. I like that's that. a real nice one. That's really good. I almost thought about Diggs being considered the renaissance man, and I the renaissance used to mean in the day that you could do anything. And so that was kind of – that to me is like what you were talking about. He's like the hybrid of both of them. Right. Ed – had good correction on me. And I mean, I even mentioned that Brady Quinn was a finalist. The fact that he finished third and fourth in consecutive, I guess I didn't say specifically, but you're right. I mean, it, so it wasn't 18 years between rocket and Manti because of course Quinn was a finalist before that. So you've had, you had two in an 18 year stretch, which means that 16 years, you know, again, if you put mine from where Manti was 10 years ago to, to six years out, 16 then just numbers wise, they should have a finalist by then. So I'm going to bump mine up to eight. Thanks, Ed, for correcting me. <laughs> you guys have a lot more faith than I do. <laughs> Jess Filjerkovic is transferring to Pittsburgh. Guess who's on Notre Dame's schedule next year? Pittsburgh. Do you think he intentionally picked a school that that knew that had Notre Dame on the schedule? Because I think that'd be a very Filjerkovic thing to do. I'm. Uh, I'm, I'm going to tell you, before I saw he committed to Pittsburgh, when I heard he was in the portal, the first thing I did was look at Notre Dame's schedule next year to see the teams on there. And it was like Pittsburgh obviously made sense. They're, they're you know, they lost Slovis this year. And so the first thing I did was look at that. You know, if, if you're going to, if you're going to pick your new school solely based on that, then I, I think maybe it's time that Phil Dracovic, you know, again, like, th does he need to go see his Robin Williams and have someone put put their arm around him and say it's not <laughs> your fault, Phil? You know, and like, get a little, you know, get a little deeper into the brain and and see what's going on inside there. But I will say this: Phil Dracovic hates Notre Dame. We know this based on his IG post. Pat Narduzzi hates Notre Dame. We know this because of everything Pat Narduzzi has ever said about Notre Dame. Basically, so it's like Papa Grinch and Baby Grinch going together. They can roll through Whoville and you know steal all the roast beast and and all that stuff. They seem like a perfect fit together. So whether or not he actually picked Pittsburgh based on the fact they're playing Notre Dame, I would not put it past him. Like I said, the first thing I did was look at the schedule to see who Notre Dame was playing next year. Lo and behold, not even a day later, Phil Dracovic shows up at Pittsburgh. So. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, John brought up a lot of good points. He's from Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh, yeah, they do have True. a good team. True. I'm just saying that it's like the cherry on top. Like, it's like I wouldn't be surprised if it was like a 40%, 40%, 20% split. I don't think that it went unnoticed. I think that it was like the perfect – it sealed the deal for him where he's like, ooh, Pittsburgh seems like a good fit. And then he must have been like, oh, wow, they do play Notre Dame. And that was like, all right, I, that's the last thing I needed to do to seal my envelope. Uh, and, and that I guess that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's the main reason – uh, but I definitely think it played some minor part. It, 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 he definitely it crossed his mind, and I'm th- I'm sure he's thrilled that Notre Dame is on the schedule for Pittsburgh. Yeah, hey, he gets another chance. Maybe it'll work out for him, and maybe he'll roll in here to Notre Dame next year, and and you know try to teach us all a lesson again with another Instagram <laughs> post. I guess we'll see. So did you see the Dion Sanders introductory? press conference and the video of him talking to his players for the first time at Colorado. I did. I watched the whole eight minute clip on Twitter. uh, I think like two days ago. What did you think of the whole thing? You know, I guess for those, I think maybe at least people have heard what, you know, first he announces one of his sons as the new quarterback at the press conference. Then at the meeting with the team, he basically tells the team, get with the program or hit the transfer portal because he's going to bring in his own guys through the portal. He's bringing his own luggage in. Yeah. With his, his exact quote is I'm bringing luggage with me and it's Louis as in Louis Vuitton. And so <laughs> I thought that this entire, okay. So first and foremost was the press conference a little bit extra. Sure. But who is Dion Sanders? Who is prime extra. time? That he's is extra. the definition. Like if you looked up extra in the, in the, in the in the dictionary, if one person's name was in there, it would be Deion Sanders, right? Like he does what he wants. He's always done what he wants. That's fine. And, you know, going back to the, the comments of him saying, oh, I, you know, we already have our quarterback. That's, you know, my son. And, and then and then the, the comment about, you know, hit the portal because I'm bringing in my own portal, guys. Listen, I don't have anything wrong with that. Deion Sanders is acquiring a 1-11 school. They're 1-11 for a reason. The quality of players they have isn't, you know – adequate for for where they want to be as a program and if you're a head coach coming into a situation like that you set the standard as to what's expected and what's going to be expected going forward and if you feel feel like you can fulfill and live up to the expectations that are what Deion Sanders is laying out for how he's going to run his program then sure stay but he's giving you the option now to basically say you know if if this is too much for me get out of here because Deion Sanders isn't going to change He's coming to set the bar, and he wants everyone else to rise to the bar just like he has. And so I have no issues with it because, again, he's setting his standard, and he's actually letting the these guys know now. Like, if you want out, just get out because it's only going to get harder from this point forward. And he knows yeah. he has guys coming with him that have proven that they can live up to his expectations and perform to you know to his standards, essentially. So I have no problem with it. I, the only thing was it was extra, but again, that's who Dion Sanders is. So this is it, what we talked about last week about how you know Dion is Dion, and when Dion Sanders decided to become a head coach, I really, you know, he wanted that Florida State job. He didn't get it. He you know interviewed for some other Power Five jobs, didn't get them. That's why he ended up at Jackson State. He went out you know, kind of a little bit along the lines of Ryan Sandberg. He went out and rode the buses. You're, you're not taking a lot of charter flights, I don't think, down there at Jackson State, unless Dion was putting the bill for him himself. But, you know, he rode the buses and and he paid his dues and he proved that he could coach. And he also proved that he could recruit down there when, you know, when he flipped some the, the big time five-star kid 
last year. And I haven't heard necessarily whether or not that guy's going with him to Colorado. But you know, part, of, part of it is like, well, you kind of, I think maybe as a player, you're in that situation at you, when you're already at Colorado, you're thinking, hey, we got a new head coach and it's Deion Sanders. He's, he's going to come in and he's make us feel good about himself. He's going to tell us all these things that, that he's going to do for us and make us better. And then he basically calls them luggage and says, you know, get your own luggage and get out of here because I'm bringing my Louis Vuitton in if you're not ready to go. You know, it's it's not like he pulled a Charlie Weiss at Kansas and just called these guys a big pile of garbage, you know, steaming pile of whatever. But I, I tend to like it because, as, as we've seen some of the comments here, you know, they're 1-11 and 11 for a reason. And there is a such thing as the transfer portal. And what did we talk about earlier when we were talking about the portal? You can get better very quickly by using the transfer portal. And obviously, Colorado is in a place where they don't have the kind of guys who can get it done right now. And get with the program or get out. That's basically the bottom line in the message that Dion said. And as Vince and I were talking about yesterday, I think there's a little bit of that going on right now with Marcus Freeman at Notre Dame as well. Get with the program or get out. You know, he's, and I, and I don't know that it's necessarily that blunt, but at the same time, I think there is, you know, a, with Marcus Freeman, there's this level of talent that's coming in. And if you're not up to that level of talent, you need to know, hey, this is where you are. You can stay and compete, but you're not being guaranteed anything. And, you know, if you don't cut it, you're going to have to get the door anyway. It's it's the same at Colorado right now. Either you're in or you're out. And uh, again, I thought when Dion wanted to become a head coach, I thought it was going to be more style than substance. There's definitely a lot of style with it, but there's also a lot of substance behind it as well. So I, I think he's going to have some success out there. So I've, I've got no problem with him doing things the way he did it. Yeah, and I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, Dion is there to win. And so Colorado said, hey, whatever you got to do to win, that's up to you. But as long as you win, that's all we care about. And, you know, it's just I, I, I you got into something real brief, and I kind of want to get real brief on it, too. I don't think Dion Sanders, when he became a head coach at Jackson State, thought that he would coach in the Power Five. I thought it was something that he wanted to do to, to help, you know, basically revitalize HBCUs put HBCUs on the map, let people know that they can compete. I don't know. I just, I wasn't sold that Dion wanted to, to coach at the highest level. I think that he had success. He realized that he was good at it. He realized that it's something he can be passionate about. I think his kids playing also helped being able to coach them. But I mean, more than anything, I just think that, you know, it, it's, it's Dion. De like, like someone said, Dion has always been Dion and he's always been a winner. And so that's the, the trend when you're a winner, no one can really you know, say anything to you because you can consistently show that you're a winner and you can't say anything to someone well, who's constantly winning. And it's it's hard to, you know, Hall of Fame players very seldom go on to be high caliber or Hall of Fame coaches, you know, even high caliber coaches. Like when, when you look, it's, it's very few guys who have been Hall of Fame caliber player, you know, like look at Michael Jordan. Now he hasn't coached, but he's having a hard time being an owner. I, I think a lot of these guys and Magic Johnson tried coaching before. And there, there are plenty of others like they get in there. And I think because of the 
the standard they had for themselves, I think, you know, now you've got to actually teach other guys to do it. You, you know, you can't just show up and say, well, I did it. You need that kind of thing. So I I think it's tough, but he has obviously found the right buttons to push and he turned a Jackson state program around in a very short amount of time. Now it's, Again, it's a different level of football when you're stepping up to Power Five compared to where he was. But I, I just he he seems to have the right the right formula. So I I think that he's I, I think it's going to be a matter of time. And it's not like the Pac-12, and especially the division that they're in in the Pac-12 is so tough, you know that it's that it's going to be really hard to overcome. I think he's going to have some success out there. I, think I do too. I don't think it's going to happen instantaneous. But he's definitely going to have success, and we're going yeah. to see Colorado drastically improve. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Now, again, we were told that all we talk about when it comes to the NFL is the Dallas Cowboys. That is uh, actually <laughs> incorrect based on what we're about to talk about here. So after Jimmy Garoppolo's season ended this weekend with a broken foot and after the Bengals knocked off the Chiefs Sunday, are you more convinced that the 49ers are done or that the Bengals are back as a legitimate contender now? Uh, I believe that the Bengals are back as a legitimate contender. I think that, you know, it took a little bit. There's obviously the little bit of the Super Bowl hangover. Burrow had some stuff going on the offseason. They battled with, you know, Jamar Chase. Now Mixon is out. I think the defense wasn't as good as it was last year. But things are starting to come together. Uh, they're on the back half of the stretch where it's a matter to be hot. And, you know, last season they weren't they weren't a super hot team in the beginning. They got hot towards the end. And to me, yeah. that Chiefs game is just I think it's a game, a game that proved more to themselves than it did to other people, essentially. I think that the Bengals needed to prove it to themselves so they could gear back up and essentially flip that switch, that same switch that, you know, that they rode into the, into the Super Bowl. I'm not – I was never really sold on the 49ers to begin with. Um, and then you now you add the fact that Brock Purdy is going to be leading the charge. Uh, I know they have an excellent defense, but they remind me a lot of the Cowboys. They have an excellent defense, but the Cowboys are far ahead of them on offense, in my opinion. So they have a lot to make up for on offense. So I'm I'm just not sold on them, but I do think that the Bengals are going to be legit contenders again in the AFC. Yeah, I mean, the, the Bengals, I, Purdy did not play horribly, and they still won that game. But at the – you know, in that division – is definitely winnable. They're sitting there at eight and four right now. They're the number three seed, but they're only a game ahead of Seattle. I don't think they're going to completely collapse based on the schedule that they have in front of them. I think they play Tampa Bay coming up in their next game. So that is winnable and that's interesting. And, you know, but 
The Bengals are also sitting there at eight and four, but they're tied for first place with the Ravens in the North. They'd be the five seed today with a chance to still a legitimate chance to be the number one seed in the AFC, depending on how things shake out these last couple of weeks. So I am slightly more um, convinced that the Bengals are a legitimate contender just because of what you said. I mean, they started slowly. They started 0-2, then they were 2-3, and and now look at them. They've won seven of their last eight games. They're they're eight and four right now, or no, six of their last. My math is so horrible. They've won six in a row. They've won. Thank you, thank you. That's the easiest way to say it. They've won six in a row. The other one doesn't matter. They're on a roll. You just beat the Chiefs. So slightly more convinced that uh, they are the contender versus the 49ers being completely done. I mean, the 49ers still have a good team around Brock Purdy, but I just I don't think that I. So I'm not going to say they're completely done, but they're not a contender by any means. Let's put it that way. Yes. So Bill Simmons said on his podcast, Tom Brady could return to New England next year. Do you think it could happen? Do you think it should happen? Um, I think could, yes, should, no. At the end of the day, no. I, I just don't see any sort of reunion um, with the Patriots. I think that he's done being cold you know i think that in his age he wants to be somewhere warm and i don't think he wants to be playing you know in november december in new england i think that a potential great fit for him is actually the team we just spoke about i think the 49ers are an excellent team and i've heard rumors around him even in this offseason um and i think that again it's going to be somewhere with a more warm climate so his body doesn't have to go under as much stress and a team that has a good defense and the 49ers had an excellent defense um, and they have a run game. Two things that Brady is lacking this year is a run game and the usual defense that he has. And I know, Craig, I don't think he retires. If you listen to them last night on the ESPN pregame, all these guys said that they believe that it's a matter of if he wants to you know, continue to play because physically and mentally he's still there. It's just a matter of if he wants to get up and go through the grind of what it takes to, you know, the season, the offseason, the preseason, all of it. It's just if he wants to continue to gear himself up to do that. But I don't think there's any physical limitations. And I still think that we have potentially two, maximum three years left in Brady's tank. The guy is 46 years old. I just, I think he could return to New England because of the close relationship with, 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 with Robert Kraft. The Belichick thing, you look at that division, that, you know, the whole division, with the exception of the Patriots, is better than when he left. You know, the other three teams are a lot better right now. It's a tougher division than when he left it. And he's 46. And, you know, you can talk about the running game all you want there, but he still has Chris Evans or, or a Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and Julio Jones. It's like he's got players around him. How is that offense so horrible? How does it take until the end of a just an ugly game for him to come back and win that game at the end with what three seconds left on the clock last night he's 46 we're seeing father time father time catches up with everybody especially when it comes to sports we're finally seeing it catch up with tom brady this year it took longer than anyone else ever but they're six and six and that's in the worst division in the They're league. in the playoffs. Whether or not he does hang Brady up, I don't know. Playoffs. I think I think that I think that Bill Simmons, because he is a Patriots fan, he was like he were he was looking for reasons to put Brady back in New England next year because you know he's he's saying I, I just 
I don't see a Belichick-Brady reunion happening one more time. And even if it did happen, I don't think it would necessarily be a happy reunion because he is, as Craig said, he is old. He is 46. He'll be 47 next year. It happens to everybody. It happened to Peyton Manning overnight. He went from a 50-touchdown pass guy one year to two years later. His legs were barely there, and he basically hobbled to a Super Bowl because of the defense that he had. The 49ers thing, I could see that potentially happening. They tried to get rid of Jimmy G. Anyway, I can see them take at a one-year deal with all they've got there, but he's old, and he's getting older every day. Yeah, I just don't think that age is is what his limiting factor is, though. Like, I just don't don't see any signs. Godwin's been hurt in and out this season. His, His smarts are what got him through that comeback last night but yeah and that's all you need his arm could be 50 percent, and it still be 75 percent of most nfl quarterbacks because his brain and experience can make up for it right jess we've got to end it on that because <laughs> we'll agree to disagree going. on this one yes we will <laughs> we will we might have to resume it later this week we've got plenty of other shows <laughs> to go though we've got mailbag show of course coming up tomorrow vince will be in here with me jess enjoy the basketball game tonight I hope I hope LeBron actually plays and he doesn't, you know, like sit, you know, pull an opt out for tonight back in his. In his They're on a time. heater. I think he's got to play. And this is the first leg of a, of a road trip. So there's really no reason that he shouldn't. But if you jinx it, I'm going to be very upset. <laughs> All right. Stymie and Brady graduated high school the same year. You know? <laughs> See, you're old, too. Stymie. I mean, you know, if you were playing in the NFL, you would be old. At, you know, at 46 going on 47 or whatever it is. All right, that's going to do it for tonight. Again, appreciate you. As always, hit the like button on your way out. If you would, we will talk to you manana right here, IB Nation Sports Talk.